listening to the Baby Your Baby podcast with me, Jade Elliott, where we talk all things pregnancy, children, and parenting. Don't forget to subscribe and share with your friends. Baby Your Baby is a KUTV 2 News podcast and is sponsored by Intermountain Healthcare, Broadway Media, and the Utah Department of Health. You're listening to the Baby Your Baby podcast with myself, Jade Elliott. And today we're joined by Janelle Hayes with Intermountain Healthcare. Thanks for being with us. Happy to join you guys this morning. We're talking about a topic that I'm sure, you know, for a lot of women is at front of mind, um, you know, leading up to as we get closer to having our babies and then right after how to safely return to those abdominal exercises postpartum. You want to know when you can do it safely. You want to know how you can kind of ease back into it um, because everything is different afterwards. <laughs> Everything's different and it's different for everyone too. Not everyone has, you know, the same experiences or um, the same recovery. Uh, you also might not have the same abs <laughs> that you did before. Um, so you're going to kind of walk us all through it. You're a physical therapist with Intermountain Healthcare um, and you're going to help uh, new moms or even moms who have already had kids who maybe had a completely different experience, uh, you know, the next go around with a pregnancy, walk us through when it's safe to get back into some of those exercises. But also I think what's most important about some of the things we're going to talk about today, Janelle, is talk about realistic expectations as well. Um, you know, some of the do's and don'ts for getting back into, uh, whatever that shape might've looked like before, or what that new shape might look like now. Um, so I'm excited to kind of dive into it with you and, you know, learn about what that next step looks like. Yeah, very good. And I think that, you know, your point about having realistic expectations is something that I always, you know, really like to highlight with my own patients because, you know, the, the, the pressure that I think sometimes society puts on us to, to bounce back after having a baby or get your body back. Um, you know, they're, they're kind of crummy phrases that I think are, are really hard on a lot of women. And, um, you know, to me, you know, from a physical therapy perspective, like ultimately what's, what's more important is function, right? Can you do the things that you need to do? And, you know, ultimately that's, that's of greater importance um, than the cosmetics and the cosmetics and the appearance and that kind of stuff. It, it comes with time, um, but it sometimes takes a lot of time. And so I think that just as new moms, just having the, giving yourself permission to, to take time and to, mm -hmm. you know, give yourself grace and recognize that, you know, your body has done something like pretty incredible in going through pregnancy and a childbirth, um, whatever kind of delivery it ends up being. Um, and I think just, you know, having that, that mindset to say like, all right, I'm, I'm making progress and I'm not where I want to be yet. And that is okay. Yeah, exactly. And you said, you know, the, the pressure that society puts on us to get back into that pre-baby weight or pre-baby look, I don't even think it's just society. I think sometimes it's the pressure we put on ourselves as sure. well. Um, you know, especially depending on maybe how physically active we were prior to pregnancy or even during pregnancy. I mean, you know, there are women who you know, continue their, their running and their workouts and, you know, all the things with some, you know, tweaks here and there through pregnancy, um, which we know is super important to stay active and healthy during pregnancy. Um, but like for myself, I'm pregnant now and it's completely different from the pregnancy I had six years ago. Mm -hmm. You know, my body's different this time than it was then. 
the, some of the, you know, symptoms and feelings and things like that are different this time than they were then. Um, and so I feel like some of the recovery is going to be different too. Some of the getting back into, you know, what I was doing before is going to be different. And I love, you know, when you say like, we have to give ourselves grace because we do period, you know, um, regardless of, of how active of a lifestyle or how fit you were leading into your pregnancy, you're, it's going to be different afterwards. Um, you talked a little bit about, you know, of course it depends sometimes too on the kind of delivery. Um, so let's start with the vaginal delivery. Um, if that is, uh, the delivery that you, you know, were able to go through what comes next in regards to that postpartum recovery and then, you know, getting back into that exercise. Yeah. So I mean, with, with the vaginal delivery, um, again, like be, you know, be respectful of your body and everything that those tissues have gone through because, you know, for the sake of the abdominal muscles, they've gone through this tremendous change in terms of their, you know, their length and function for the duration of a pregnancy. Um, but when we use our abdominal muscles, like those muscles don't work in isolation. They have to work together with some other like really important muscles that we use, um, kind of through the trunk and really even into our extremities as well. Um, and so we're talking about muscles in your lower back. We're talking about your, your diaphragm that's going to help with breathing. Um, and then your abdominal muscles work really closely together, um, with your pelvic floor muscles as well. And those are muscles that are going to be like pretty directly impacted by a, a vaginal childbirth. Um, and so, you know, for at least usually recommendations, at least for the first two weeks or so postpartum, you know, just, just let things heal. Um, and I think mm -hmm. that, um, again, this is for some women who have been able to remain really active both during pregnancy, um, or, you know, even prior to pregnancy. Um, I, I think it takes a little bit of, you know, mental discipline to just say like, okay, like I'm just sitting and resting. And the most important thing that my body needs right now is just time for those tissues to recover. Um, because especially if, if there's any kind of, you know, tearing or, you know, injury that happens during childbirth, um, you know, you don't want to start working all of those muscles too aggressively before they've had a chance to actually, you know, heal and, and start to get a little bit stronger. There are different, um, I mean, everyone can go through a different kind of vaginal birth too, you know, with, like you're saying, I mean, you're, there's so much that goes on in that. Um, but every childbirth experience can be so different and so unique, even from, even in the same woman from one pregnancy to Absolutely. another. Yeah. Um, and, and do you find, do you find that that's hard sometimes for women to kind of figure out in their brains or like, well, but my, with my first one, I did this and I was right back at it and I did this, 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 and this, and this, and then they get to their, their second or third or, or whatever that looks like for them. And they want to jump right back in, but that's probably not the best thing for them to do. Yeah. I mean, like, regardless of, you know, how, how easy maybe your first birth had been, it's a different story. And every, I mean, you mentioned earlier that every woman's different and every, um, you know, every postpartum experience is different. Every pregnancy is different. Every delivery is different. And there just end up being so many factors that are, that are outside of our control. Um, and so again, I think it is something that we just have to, to mentally remind ourselves of to say like, okay, even though this is maybe different from how things went with my first delivery, you know, I still need to be respectful of the changes that my body's going through right now and consider, you know, how you're feeling, consider other symptoms that you're having, um, before really, you know, jumping back in Yeah, to, to full exercise. 
And with that vaginal birth, you know, we all, we go in for that six week checkup. Um, is that kind of a good basis of, you know, being able to talk to our OBs at that point and say, you know, I, I have felt good and I've kind of started doing X, Y, and Z, or when do you recommend I start getting back into, you know, maybe my running or my yoga or whatever that looks like? Yeah, absolutely. So there are, um, yeah, I think there's that expectation that, that most women will have a, um, a postpartum visit with their provider, usually right around that six week mark. Um, and that is a great time to express any concerns or questions about getting back into exercise. Um, but in the U S that's typically the only, the only postpartum visit that we have is right around that six week mark. And so for most people, you kind of get the all clear to start exercising or resuming sexual activity or resuming, you know, whatever activity you're, you're looking to get back into at that six week mark. Um, and sometimes that's just because, you know, we don't have any additional follow-up with our providers, um, routinely after that. And so most people will get the okay to resume exercise at that six week visit. Um, but that doesn't mean that it's like totally appropriate for everybody. Um, and there are some like really, you know, well thought out expert recommendations out there about returning to running, for example, um, where a lot of experts will say, you know, no matter how good you're feeling, don't, don't get back into running until 12 weeks postpartum because you want things to, to be healed. And so, um, again, I think that's a time that we just have to think about, you can exercise on this spectrum and don't go from zero to 60 at that six week visit. You don't go from like not exercising at all to suddenly like, all right, I'm going to go run three miles. Um, you know, think about ways to gradually ease back into some of the activities that you're looking to return to, or maybe some of the things that you were doing prior. Um, and again, along the way, we're always watching for, you know, symptoms. Um, are you having pain with returning to any of those activities? Are you having symptoms of urinary incontinence? Um, those would be indications that maybe we want to slow things down a little bit. Yeah. Well, and I, you know, and I mean, it makes perfect sense. We all have to listen to our bodies, first of all. You know, that's the most important thing, but, you know, for, for most women, um, you know, they take 12 weeks just to stay at home from work. If, you know, if they're working they they take 12 weeks to stay home, um, for maternity leave. And so you think about, well, if I'm going to stay home for 12 weeks and not go to work, you know, it's not likely that most of our jobs are as physically active as running three miles or, sure. or more you know, then why would I start running three miles before <laughs> I even go back to work before that 12 week mark, you know? Um, and then what about, cause it's of course very different than if you have a C-section also. Yeah. So with a, with a C-section, um, again, you're going to expect that, you know, the abdominal muscles, um, you know, maybe they're a little bit more directly affected. Um, they go to great, great efforts to not actually cut through the abdominal muscles during a C-section. Um, but you're still dealing with muscles that have gone through this tremendous change for nine months, really longer than nine months during pregnancy. Um, and so, um, really the, the greater concerns with, a with a cesarean delivery, um, would be allowing that incision to heal. And so, you know, watching for potential signs of infection, um, making sure that there's not like, you know, leakage, drainage, funny smells, anything like that coming from the incision itself. Um, and that's truly the big concern is that you, mm -hmm. you want those tissues to be strong before you really, I should say, you want them to, to heal before you really start strengthening the muscles around them. Um, because we're going to have bigger issues or, or 
more long-term issues if you end up pulling apart at the incision. And so, again, that's a time that I think for a lot of women, it takes some discipline to say like, Hey, I just had a pretty major abdominal surgery. Um, and if you have a major abdominal surgery and a lot of other circumstances, I think it's really easy to give yourself that grace, um, and give yourself time to heal. Um, but again, somehow we have this pressure as new moms to think, Oh my gosh, I've been pregnant for so long. And I just want to want to heal, want to get my body back. However you want to phrase that. And, um, that process takes time. Um, mm -hmm. and the great news is as far as, you know, function and as far as the way that our muscles go, um, you have tons and tons of time. And if you are willing to just give yourself a few extra weeks to let your tissues heal, um, you know, you can get yourself plenty strong, um, you know, later on when there's not that risk of, of pulling apart of the incision. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so you say one of the, one of the better ways to start is just start with some breathing exercises. Mm -hmm. Kind of walk us through some of those and what those look like. Yeah. So, so breathing exercises, and I mentioned this earlier, um, just kind of how our abdominal muscles really, they, they don't function in isolation. Our bodies work lots of different muscle groups together for any, any functional activity that we're going to do during the day. The, the abdominal muscles work together really closely with um, the diaphragm. And so the diaphragm is this big um, dome-shaped muscle that sits kind of on the underside of our rib cage. Um, and its primary goal is to help us breathe. And so if you're breathing, that diaphragm is, it's helping out, but there are some strategies that we can use to maybe get the diaphragm to work a little bit harder or more effectively. And in doing so, we actually can get a little bit more activity through the pelvic floor um, and the abdominal muscles. Um, and so some people might be familiar with, um, you know, the strategy of belly breathing instead of chest breathing. It's something that's taught, you know, in some yoga classes and some other exercise classes where, you know, you'll actually kind of feel the belly expand forward instead of more of a, a chest rise um, as you take that breath in. Um, and one thing I always like to, to teach my patients is that when you really do an effective breath with the diaphragm, you'll also actually feel your ribs move. Um, and that's something that I think is, is challenging for a lot of women, just with some of the physical changes that happen during pregnancy. Um, but if you place your hands, um, on either side of the lower part of your rib cage, if you take a nice deep breath in, you should actually feel your ribs expand outward as you breathe in, and then they should naturally come back together as you breathe out. And so if you can feel that movement, you know, your diaphragm is doing a good job or, you know, that it's, it's working. Um, and with that, um, you know, that your abdominal muscles and your pelvic floor muscles are going to start working a little bit with it. And so that is a really awesome and really safe way to start getting some activity in those muscles, even in the early postpartum period. Mm -hmm. uh, you mentioned to, um, you know, going through some of our talking points, you mentioned that there are some other conditions and some things though that, you know, we should be aware of that we might not be just off the bat. Um, you know, we do of course want to try to stretch and breathe and all those things, but we should be aware of overstretching and there is a condition that comes with that kind of walk us through that and, um, let us know what we should be looking for when it comes to that. Yeah. So I, I think that there, um, there's been a lot of attention given, especially in recent years to a condition called, um, diastasis recti, or you'll hear it called diastasis rectus abdominis. Um, and it's a big fancy term that just means, um, that there's a little bit of separation we can observe between the two sides of the abdominal muscles. And so, 
the, the rectus abdominis, the, the six pack muscle, it kind of runs vertically up and down the center of the belly. Um, and that muscle, um, has this band of connective tissue, um, at the center is called the linea alba. And normally it holds the two sides of the muscles, um, pretty close together, not exactly close together. Um, and that connective tissue is actually designed to stretch out a little bit and it thins out a little bit during pregnancy. Um, and that's a cool thing that it does. It's a, a way that our bodies are designed to actually allow this like pretty, you know, remarkable growth that we get of the, um, of the abdomen and uterus during pregnancy. Um, and sometimes postpartum, you'll see evidence of that stretching because that tissue is still a little bit stretched out. And so this is when people might say that they have, you know, an abdominal separation or they have a gap at the center of their belly. Um, it's not to say that there's been any tearing or any real damage to those tissues, except that they've just thinned and stretched out a little bit over the course of the pregnancy. Um, and that, again, that's normal. We know that about 60% of women will have, um, will have a, a diastasis or that separation at about that six week postpartum point. Um, but most of the healing, um, for those tissues is going to happen in the first eight to 12 weeks postpartum. And so I always like to highlight this idea that even if you, you know, have concerns about having an abdominal separation, um, it, it's normal. It happens to all of us to some degree, um, especially by the end of the third trimester. Um, and it can absolutely heal and it can absolutely go back to normal, but it takes some time. And so if you still have it at six or eight or even 12 weeks postpartum, that's not, um, that's not unusual. It's not necessarily a cause for concern because for some women, depending on, you know, the extent maybe of that stretching, um, it can take several months or even a year or longer, um, to really see, um, those tissues kind of go back to, to close to where they were before. And does that kind of depend on what their physical activity or physique was prior to getting pregnant or does it really just all kind of depend on the pregnancy? So it certainly can. Um, we know that in general, like having a little bit better strength in the abdominal muscles, um, both, uh, both prior to the pregnancy and during the pregnancy, um, can tend to minimize the extent of that separation that we see. Um, but there's some other factors that are just totally beyond our control too. And so, um, frankly, your, your genetics probably play a role, um, in, in how much of a separation you might have. Um, and then other factors, um, that are also beyond our control, like, you know, how big of a baby do you have in your uterus where, <laughs> you know, babies who are large for their gestational age, um, you know, naturally are going to cause a little bit more growth, maybe through the abdomen. And you're going to see a little bit more of that stretching. Yeah. I mean, I literally feel like physically everything in my body is separating right now. So <laughs> you know, that's just where we're at. <laughs> Uh, so at what point then, um, you know, depending on, you know, maybe what our physical activity was prior to getting pregnant, what our physical activity has been during pregnancy, you know, at what point is it time maybe to see a physical therapist, you know, uh, because that is a, a crucial tool to be able to utilize. Um, if you think, you know, you, maybe you're not seeing a result that you thought you were going to, or you're feeling a pain that you might not have felt before. Um, sure. When do we come see you? Yeah. So I would say if it's, if it's of a concern for you at all, um, have your provider check it out at your six week postpartum visit. Um, it's a, it's a quick thing to test. Um, we're basically, we're just 
you know, usually using a couple of fingers to, to feel what's going on at the abdomen, or I should say at, at the midline of the abdomen. Um, and if you're concerned at that point, absolutely go see a physical therapist, find somebody who, you know, is comfortable treating women's health conditions or, you know, specializes maybe in prenatal and postpartum physical therapy. Um, but like I said earlier, like a lot of women, maybe even the majority of women are going to have some degree of separation at that point. And so as you start to get back into exercise, um, just by getting the abdominal muscles a little bit stronger, you'll see some improvement there. And I always tell people if at any point you're not seeing the improvement that you want to get it checked out, come see a physical therapist. Mm -hmm. Um, but then definitely, you know, if you're having other issues that can come with it. So pelvic pain, back pain, um, you know, symptoms of urinary incontinence where, you know, maybe you leak a little bit of urine when you sneeze or cough or jump or something like that. Um, if any of those symptoms seem to be going along with that abdominal separation, um, I would just encourage you to get checked out sooner rather than later. Um, cause as I alluded to earlier, what we, what we ultimately want for women is function. I want you to be able to be strong enough to get yourself up out of bed and to, mm-hmm. you know, lift your baby in a car seat and, um, you know, get down on the floor to play with your toddler. Like those kinds of things are ultimately what's really meaningful. And so if, if that abdominal weakness is there to a degree that it's, it's limiting you from doing some of those daily activities that are important and necessary. Um, you know, definitely, you know, come see me, come see one of our other physical therapists and let's, let's get it taken care of. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for your time today and walking us through all of this. I know, you know, for a lot of women, it is something on, on their minds. Uh, you know, when can, when can I be physical again? When can I, you know, get out and start enjoying my walks and my runs or whatever that looks like? Um, because it can also play a big role in our mental states as well. Mm -hmm. You know, being able to have a little bit of that me time or exercise and, uh, you know, get the endorphins going. Um, and so I appreciate your time and, uh, kind of explaining some of this, you know, to us and also, you know, reminding us that we have to have grace with ourselves and, um, that, you know, every, every journey of it's different and, we'll eventually get back to, you know, where we feel like we should be. So thank you. You bet. And that was Janelle Hayes with Intermountain Healthcare. And that concludes this episode of the Baby Your Baby podcast. Thanks for joining me, Jade Elliott, and our guest for this week's Baby Your Baby podcast. If you have a topic that you'd like our Baby Your Baby experts to discuss, leave us a comment and don't forget to subscribe. Baby Your Baby is a KUTV2 news podcast and is sponsored by Intermountain Healthcare, Broadway Media, and the Utah Department of Health.